1: Now onto the Origin preview. We're going to get down and dirty, guys. Real in the mud when it comes to the preview. We're going to do, you know, left on right, player on player, all that good stuff. But we'll talk about the broader strokes. Interestingly, seven debutants on the field. Now, what's interesting? I thought there was more New South Wales debutants, mm. but there's actually more Queensland debutants. Three New South Wales and four Queensland. So, is do you think it's being talked about enough that, you know,
3: Queensland a debutant four players? That's that's almost like your whole bench what worries me with this is that yes queensland have four debutants no one's talking about because everyone's talking about Brad Fitler's choices mm. this is just perfect for queensland mm-hmm. this is this is what i'm worried about no one's, no talking, one's talking about, about these guys it's, it's four it's your whole bench
1: crazy Debu- yeah. like four debutants in an origin side that's that's your whole that, that can that could be a whole edge you know what i mean like that's how substantial that is and yeah. also it's not it's not four 25-year-olds that are really solid, have been in the game a lot. You've got Nanai who has just come out of nowhere. You've got, I don't know if they count Dearden as 18. Maybe they do. You've got Dearden at 18. Then you've got uh, Selwyn on the, on the sting, the pick and swing. Uh, then... Cotter. Cotter in the middle.
0: So, fuck, that, that's at a fit. Carrigan. And Carrigan as well. So, Deed yeah, so D doesn't count. It's Nanai Cotto, Cobo, Carrigan, and then for Blues, at Stags, Madison. So you're
1: it's looking at you're basically looking at debutants that have under under 100 NRL games each, every single one. Most of them probably you, you'd probably average their NRL games down to about 45. Yeah, average. Is that something that needs to be talked about more?
3: I think it should be talked about more. Mm. I don't know if it needs to, but I think it should be. Mm. Um, you know, we've. You know, and we've seen so many debutants that have come into Origin that have dominated and do so well, but we've also seen pressure get to a lot of debutants mm. in the past. Uh, most of them have, have bounced back. Okay. I still remember Justin Hodges' debut. Barry Crocker. Oh, it's got to be one of the worst games of all I think time. even Lockie's debut wasn't the greatest. Yeah, either. Lockie's wasn't great. Yeah, mm. there's, 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 been a, you know, there's been some unbelievable ones, like, like Brett Hodgson came in and just had He yeah, One of the greatest debuts the ever, except
1: yep. he gets remembered for the talus thing, which is the yep. most unfair thing ever. He got grabbed by the yeah. back of his jersey. What, what is he supposed to <laughs> yeah, do? You know what I mean? I feel so sorry for him. And that's coming from a Queenslander. I loved it. It's fucking great. But I feel sorry for him that he's remembered for that. He ran for like 270 metres or something, something like that. And back then, it. that was unheard of. Unheard of back yeah. then. Uh, what do you reckon, Timmy? Is this something that's kind of been, I guess, not spoken about that much?
4: Yeah, it has. And as a Blues fan, it's I see guys like Cobo and Nano in there, and it terrifies me because of what we know they can produce in such a small sample size. But at the same time, I see it as opportunity because mm. not only are they debutantes, but like if you look at the Blues debutantes, you've got Crichton on the bench who, like there is a realistic chance that he may not get on the field. It could mm. happen. He could play 60 minutes. He might not get in the field, uh, depending on how what Freddie's got planned there. Ryan Madison, also off the bench, could play like 20, 30 minutes. Uh, very reliable there. Gatoni Stuggs is obviously the big one who will play 80 minutes as a debutante.
1: And I'd say like... All those three guys you've named, like they're quite established yep. in NRL. Like Ma- Madison's been around forever. Yep. Stag's, what, four or five years now? Um, sorry, continue.
4: Yeah, so then I go into Queensland and look at blokes like Cotter starting at lock. Uh, you've got and Cobbo, a handful of games starting on the wing. We know Pat Carrigan will play good minutes. Uh, again, very reliable. Wouldn't be worried about him at all. Nanai, really intrigued to see how many minutes he gets. I would imagine probably no more than maybe 25 or 30, but... These guys are all playing fairly big-minute roles for Queensland, and Freddie will see that as opportunities. All those, the boats you just mentioned, and how tough it is to debut on this stage, particularly for boats without a lot of NRL experience. Mm. Uh, I like that as a Blues fan, but uh, just from, from the game's perspective in general, <clears throat> mate, it's going to be open, it's exciting, there's a lot of unpredictability as a result of it. I yep. can't
1: wait. I, I just think it's crazy how far... If you asked, if you polled the NRL... At the start of this season, you said, look, who's, who's winning Origin? I, I honestly reckon you'd get about an 80% back, New South Wales. Mm. And not, not just New South Wales win, they win well. Mm. Go to halfway the season, I think most people are fair to say it's essentially 50-50 right now. Mm. That, that we all about the 50-50 so. mark? Yeah. Absolutely. I honestly have no idea how this is going to pan out. It's and good as
0: well that one of the grounds is neutral. Like yeah, it absolutely. is a genuine 50-50 yeah. contest. Yeah.
1: Even, but even like this week's game, <laughs> I genuinely think it's 50-50. Like I just don't know what's going to – the Queensland form has just come out of nowhere. To have two sides in the top four, you know, really putting it to the, the top, top tier sides, really. Like they're the, pretty much – the other than the Eels, you know, they're the only teams that get a little bit closer to the top two in the Storm and that. Um, I know Storm lost those couple of games, but, you know, we, we would have to say Penrith and Storm are, you know, by far, mm. you know, in their own level at the moment. Uh, but, yeah, the debutants for Queensland it is a really interesting one. Do you think – the Selwyn Cobo one, for me, is the most interesting because it, when I saw him with that jersey, I was like, wow, I can feel it. Like that's He, does, he just belongs in it. Fits. It yeah, fits yeah. well. It reminds me of... I know everyone's going to say GIs from New South Wales, but it reminds me I've seen a young GI in that jersey. It's just about... There's a bit of magic there. But the world's not magic. And sometimes bad shit happens. And so the concern, I guess, is if you're New South Wales... Are you trying to put as much pressure on Selwyn as possible in the first 10 minutes? For sure. Like bombs, plays, whenever he runs, fucking give it to him. Is that – or are you just going out there going, no, 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 look, we're just here to – we're sticking to our game plan. We don't worry about anyone else.
3: Oh, I think Selwyn's confidence is very high, has been for the last few weeks. But you did say at the start of the season – like when things do start to go against him He can fall into a bit of a hole Which mm. all young footballers can yeah. It's not a Selwyn thing That's just a young guy thing So I think the Blues would be crazy Not to be going at him And when you've got a guy like Nathan Cleary yeah. Who's you know, he's probably one of the only <coughs> guys I've ever seen That can actually control where a spiral <laughs> yeah. Kick lands right. um, Yeah, you'd, oh, I think they'll be sending plenty uh, Down Selwyn Cobos' way And I, I probably wouldn't have picked him myself mm. um, But... <coughs> Fuck him having gagai inside him. Fills me with it, war- it. Fills me with confidence, but it worries me as a New South Wales fan. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I wouldn't have picked him a month ago. I just think he's too good to ignore now. Mm. And it's, there's, there's there's magic about him. Get him in there. What do you reckon, Timmy?
4: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be going at him for the first ten minutes. <coughs> I'd be going at him for eighty minutes. Mm. Um, he's you don't want to call him the weak link because he's not a weak link. But he's just so raw. Mm. You know, we we saw that. Uh, there was an article during the week that I think he had the most stats of any player was it uh, in the NRL this season thus far. In his defence, a lot of them were early on, and he's worked on that and gotten better and better. A bit like Jeremiah Nanai, and, and weasled them uh, out of his well, game. If you look at
1: his last six weeks, mm. he's been impeccable. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. Um, and he's had the rub of the green in a lot of those games. Brisbane had a few favours, and you know, been the better side in contests. Mm. Well, you know it, it goes without saying. Origins a different arena, isn't it? So. Mm. You know, for a, a young fella debuting uh, on the wing there, I would just be peppering him all game. He's on that, what I see as the weaker defensive edge with DCE there, which I'm sure we'll get to in more detail soon. Mm. Um, and I just think the Blues are going to pepper them all game, mm. and in particular, Selwyn Cobo
0: uh, So so in one scenario, what do you reckon, Matty, actually? Mm. I, was, I was just going to say, I, I found myself watching an old Origin game on the weekend, 2006, game one. It was like the extended highlights. And it was Greg Inglis's debut. And I know like we shouldn't compare them, but I'm going to, they're both 19. They're both from Queensland. And when Inglis scored two tries that game, and when Inglis scored his second try, I remember uh, Sturlow said, and by the way, I didn't realize how much I missed Sturlow until I heard him the other day. <laughs> so so Sturlow's yeah. the best. Anyway, he was like, Inglis, he's made, he's made a, quite a few mistakes today, but he's shown that he, like, this is his arena. And I'm kind of thinking maybe, maybe it's very, gonna be a very similar trajectory for for Selwyn Cobo, like maybe, may, like, should Inglis have played that first game? Maybe. But he still scored two tries. He, he made a few errors. Maybe Cobber's going to have a kind of similar performance. Yeah. You know what
1: was uh, even surprising to me, like, shocked me? When I saw the picture of them standing next to each other, he's as big <laughs> as Greg Inglis. I thought he was a little bit smaller than GI. Them standing next to each other, I'm going. And we'll put that up on the YouTube thing, though. Eh? Uh, also, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube uh, and like the video. It helps us in the algorithm. On top of that, follow us on Instagram, Bloke in a Bar, Facebook, The Locker Room, and we also have TikTok. We've got TikTok now. No dancing, no dancing. You're never going to see me dancing on there unless I get paid a lot of cash. So brands out there, if you want to bring like a lot of cash around, I'll do a little dance for you. Uh, we're on TikTok. Make sure to follow us. It's it's unique content made for TikTok too and it's all about footy, footy-related news, uh, analysing stuff, funny stuff, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, back to Selwyn and, and Greg Inglis. Seriously seeing them next to each other and the fact that they're the same like size, yeah. essentially. Now, you know, maybe... English's shoulders are a little bit wider. I don't know, but I'm just talking about the tallness. I, I think it's a really interesting one because people keep saying, you know, don't compare him to English, don't compare him to English. And, and I understand from a respect thing, they're absolutely their, their own men, but it's a compliment. Like it's, it's a compliment. It's not saying that he is as going to be as good as Greg English, but it's saying, like, we're seeing similar things. I actually challenge anyone, go and watch English's first 10 games, so maybe – and then go and watch Selwyn's first 10 games – I think you're going to see some similar things. Like I think if you go, especially if you watch Selwyn's last six games, I watched his highlights uh, just recently on YouTube. They're pretty fucking amazing. Yeah,
3: go and watch that Q Cup grand final from last yeah, year. Yeah,
1: go and watch yeah. that grand final from Q Cup as well. So uh, although, you know, he, he's got a lifetime before he gets to GI's level, yeah. if you compare the start of their careers, there's some eerie similarities there with like breaking games completely open. Now, the question I have for you, let's say you in New South Wales mind, you're bombed to me on drops... Two out of three bombs, that's the dream. That's the fucking dream. You, you, you put him up, first 10 minutes, he drops a couple of bombs, he's rattled. What about the reverse? You, you you send him up a couple of bombs, he makes a couple of line breaks. Do you go, okay, we're not going there anymore, or do you stick with it?
3: No, I'd probably stick with it. Yeah, okay. Um, that's a tough one. I mean, if he, if, he, if he is braining it and doing what he can do, makes
1: it difficult. But. Would you consider, I know he's a rookie, but would you consider, because Coates, although a strong ball carrier, hasn't been, you know, as strong lately coming out of his end, just kicking to him and taking someone out of the game?
3: Well, that's the thing. He, Co- Coates, I, I think he his form at the start of the season was incredible. Over the last five or six weeks, it's been okay. Yeah. I don't think it's been great. Mm. I think he's the one coming in with probably less confidence. So it might be a ploy to move to Coates, but, I don't know, just the age Selwyn's at and everything, I would just be – because uh, it's origin. If, if he catches his first seven and he drops his eighth,
1: yeah, that, that could, could be, be enough. yeah. yeah. Is that You feel the same, Timmy?
4: I think you'll find a lot of the Blues' uh, tactical long-kicking game will go down to Xavier Coates mm. for the reason you just mentioned. Uh, out of yardage, Cobo is far more effective than what Coates will be. Mm. I think those short attacking-the-line crossfield kicks are where they're going to put him under a lot of pressure, and you'll find all that going to, to Cobo because you know there's less room to be effective out of yardage coming off your own line, mm. um, whereas if they were to kick to Coates' edge in attacking positions... You know he's probably the best leaper in the game from the wing, isn't he? So yeah. uh, that's why I see, I see it short game to Cobbo, long game to Coates.
1: Yeah, I see you exactly like that. I think that you'd be silly to kick to him on a long kick because mm. he's proven he can get out of the backfield. There's
4: no pressure there,
1: like it's no pressure. It's a catch, it's yeah. whatever. Um, and also, if you're kicking to Coates in the long game it gives you an opportunity to absolutely fucking jam Selwyn on the next run because you know who who's taking the next hit-up. Yeah. It's either Selwyn or Kalen. You don't want Kalen taking those hit-ups. So it would actually – I reckon Freddie would actually plan, boys, long kick, make sure we tackle codes, obviously, but our focus is actually the next tackle. Yeah. As soon as Selwyn gets the ball, I want I want someone shooting at a line. Even if you miss him, I just want him to know that one time in the game, we're going to hit him and it's going to hurt. Um, but I, I think Selwyn's made for origin. I truly – I truly believe that whether he, you know, goes on to kill it or or not. I think that in this game specifically, I think regardless, he's going to be in origin for the next few years. I just, he's so, the things he is doing at such a young age and, oh man, it's just absolutely incredible. So really interesting to see what, uh, is there any, what about a guy like Cotter? Now, I absolutely, initially I had Carrigan at 13, but now that I sat down and thought about it and, and tried to understand Billy's, I guess, Thought process. I absolutely love this selection of Cotter at 13. I personally believe it's because of the fact that he's probably, you could argue he's the fittest bloke in the whole comp. Laterally, defensively, he's going to be outstanding because he's basically a hooker. Uh, he's a smaller body. You know he's not going to gas out. Oh, there's no way he's gassing out. He made 63 tackles and missed none the other week. And so I think that Billy is gone. I'm just I'm picking blokes that, yeah, okay, he's not the biggest body, but laterally to compete against New South Wales' crazy ball uh, ball play speed and all that kind of stuff, on the advantage line stuff that they do, if I've got a guy there constantly plugging holes, um, he's going to be the perfect man to do that. What do you guys think about the Cotter situation? Do you feel that, yes, that may be the case, but size-wise he may be a bit found out, and because he's not as big he won't be able to dominate tackles? What are your thoughts, Gurina?
3: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I would have gone Carrigan. I would have brought Cotter off the bench. But the more I look at him, I'm obviously a huge Cotter fan. So I, I'm not going to push back on it. But, mate, I just think as much as this is his first game, look, he is Queensland. Yeah. He is, he is what Queensland has always been about. He uh, He's just got that DNA in him. That's why I was so high on him early. He, just, he reminds me so much of Dallas Johnson, just the way – he's just a guy you want in your footy side. Mm. Um, I, I think he'll do okay. The size of him, um, you know – It is a concern, but it's only a concern on paper. Hasn't been a concern all year. Yep. And he's making 63 tackles as well because teams are trying to target his size. Yep. They're not getting any advantage on him, so I think Cotter will be okay and I think he's going to have, (laughs) you know, pending injury. I think he's going to have a very, very long origin career. What do you reckon, Timmy?
4: I just think we've really seen in these teams uh, the evolution of the modern forward pack and it's typified by Reuben Cotter uh, and a few others there, but you know we've we're seeing for the last couple of seasons now, these Brandon Smiths, Victor Radleys, Cam Murray's, these smaller, more agile ball-playing forwards who who have the late footwork at the line and get the quick play of the balls. Uh, we speak about it every week about how effective they are. And then you see selections like Nanai getting in over Jai Arrows, uh, Rob uh, Robson, up being a, a smaller sort of lock forward than than your probably typical middle middle forward. Uh, at the Blues, they've gone Ryan Madison over someone like Jake Trebojevic, who was just a stalwart of this side. A few other there. Smaller forwards. It's a more dynamic pack. Queensland have gone that way. The Blues have gone that way as well. Uh, which excites me. The the interesting one with Cotter for me, he'll be fine size wise, like he's yeah. a weapon. Yeah. Um when we speak about these ball playing locks and how important that link man is in the modern day game, does it concern you at all coming up against the blues who we know are just going to be quick passing across the field that Queensland don't have that middle link man like the Blues do mm. in Cotter, who's not a renowned <coughs> sort of ball player?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's it's something to consider. I think that the fact that Kalen is such a strong ball player kind of works in our favor. Whereas Teddy, although a solid ball player, I don't think he's as good as Kalen. Um, and I also think that because Munster has played essentially his whole career without a proper ball playing thirteen, mm. he's used to playing like that. Yeah. Um, so it's a matter, and also DC as well. Like oh, Turbo, <coughs> oh, sorry, Burbo, uh, Jakey T. Sorry, he. He, he used to be ball playing but he doesn't really do it as much anymore really weird that, yeah wasn't it just, it? I don't he just had a gun he was literally the guy like yeah. everyone's like how good's his ball playing soft hands inside yeah. balls to Tommy everything and that's where I, I've spoken about it a few times now but sometimes I feel like teams just turn their 13 to a tackling fucking demon and they lose half their game because yeah. all they're worried about is filling the hole for everyone so it, it is a, an interesting um, setup but I think because dCE Kalen, and even uh, DC, Kalen, and Munster, to a degree, they don't really play with a ball-playing 13, and I think Munster has proven that he doesn't really need a ball-playing 13 to get the job done. But it will be – if if Bronco, uh, if Queensland are struggling to, to break New South Wales down when it comes to the attack on their line, then that could be something you could pinpoint and be like, look, we're really struggling to get a forward to keep that edge mm. isolated on the edge. You know what I mean? We're really struggling to keep the, the centre uh, honest – Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you have a good ball player, he straightens up, and the defense has to stay honest because if they don't, he can run the ball himself. Whereas if you've got a ball player that's just playing way before the line, he doesn't even look like he's going to run the ball, they just slide off. And that's what Isaiah Yo, Yo does crazy. Like the amount of times he gets all the way into the line, and then balls play. So... It's definitely something to consider. I just think that what you what you lose in that ball playing, you may gain in uh, like leg speed, leg drive, quick play of the balls because Cotter is just so good at that. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's what very, I'm thinking.
4: Very mu- Sorry, mate. No, you go. You should. Very much <coughs> on that. I'm thinking out loud here. but So, obviously, Grant coming off the bench, Benny Hunt there at Hooker. Obviously, you know, Cotter there probably uh, – you know, they'll take a bit of sting out of it early. If mm. Benny Hunt at hooker, Grant, we know how dynamic he'll be off the bench. Like He absolutely terrifies me coming off the bench, and I think Queens there made the right call there. Mm. When Harry Grant comes on, let's say the 20, 25-minute mark, mm. do we see Hunt going off, or do we see maybe Cotter or one of the bigger boys spell and Benny Hunt becoming that link man at 13? Yeah. Um, <coughs> what do you, how do you think that'll play out?
3: Oh, I, I think it'll be game-dependent. I think I'd Slater will so have an thing. ideal... Role that he wants Cotter to play, but then if it changes and he feels that he needs <coughs> Ben Hunt out there, that, that's the beauty of having Hunt at hooker. You know, he can come on; he can play any role you want him to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I think Slater would have a general idea how he wants to go about this, but I think it'll be decided by how the game goes in the first thirty. Yeah, for sure. I
1: I think Billy will be sitting there going, okay, I'm going to watch the first ten sets. I'm going to see how dangerous we are in attack, and if we're managing to create space on the edge with Cotter. I'm going to leave him on there yeah. just to get through his fucking yeah. work. But if we're, we've are we got all this field position and we're just not even getting close to scoring, that's when I think he, he, risks, he risks it and goes, you know what, I'm going to put Benny Hunt at 13. I'm mm-hmm. going to bring on Harry Grant. Because the good thing about Benny Hunt and Harry Grant being at 13 is that one of them can step out of hooker and go into that 13 role at any stage. So you've basically got two hookers, but also you've got two 13s to a degree. Um, and so... It really, it really just depends. I think it's an interesting one because it's like a, it's like a, a double-edged sword. If you're keeping Cotter on, you're almost saying we're very defense-minded. like we're, we're just trying to get a bloke in the middle, fucking tackling his ass off. But if you can't score points, then there's no point in being great at yeah. defense because you're going to fucking beat him anyway. So, yeah, I think it'll be really game-dependent and seeing how well Cotter can be a ball player in that middle end, that link man. And also, actually, you know what they could do? Fucking Chuck, whenever they want to do those long shifts, Chuck Cordero in at fucking nine,
4: (laughs) another nine. Yeah, Yeah. put Bruce. uh, uh, Sorry, Ben Hunt at thirteen
1: to be the link man across the. the They
3: have got plenty of options, mate. They're not like. That's interesting.
4: What What excites me so (laughs) much, and and is what makes me think, you know, Hunt will play that sort of thirteen role at, at different stages is. I was listening to the Captain Drum podcast the other day and great podcast, that huh? Great podcast. <laughs> and Cam Cam Smith was talking about I think mean, he asked him about Billy Slater and his nature of coaching and Smithy was saying he's such an aggressive, a tough minded coach. Mm. And you saw that with his selections in yep. your Cobos, all these blokes we've yeah. mentioned. Which makes me think, you know, he's got, he's going to want those early shifts and the, you know, the the link man at thirteen. So yep. But all those options you've said there between Grant, Hunt, you said Cotter can go to nine if needed. Yep. There are so many options. So, you know, mm. Billy isn't going to sit there and just get outpointed by the Blues and go, oh, we'll try and grind you out of the game through the middle. Yeah. You know, he's going to have a crack at them. isn't
1: yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's so exciting. Yeah. It's like it's going to be a game with points, in my, I yep. think. I don't think it's going to be a grindy game. Um, so, like, what they'll do, just to give you the kind of nitty-gritty of Benny Hunt's switching between nine and 13 with Cotter on the field, they may get the ball... <laughs> Off a tap or, or, or a scrum or, or whatever and they'll call a set like Benny Hunt set and and that's when Cotter will know for this entire set I just go straight into nine mm. and Bruce will go into the middle Benny hunt will go into the middle of the field and just be a 13 just for that whole set and like that's how you can make those switches uh, without it being too complicated like oh do I go now do I not go now no we just call a Benny hunt set we, we call and he just goes into the middle field becomes that link man so that that's something that I think I mean, that's the beauty about their selections at the moment because they just got so much... By them not being too conservative about head knocks, because I think New South Wales have been really conservative about picking players that can cover a lot of positions. Mm. I think that that has given Queensland much more flexibility within their squad, whereas uh, New South Wales, I think that that conservative nature has cost them a little bit because they don't have a genuine 14 on the bench. Now, that could all change if... White and goes to fourteen and, and Crichton goes and starts at center and they use Crichton as that utility. But I still think that I still think that like Hunt, Cotter, Grant offer so much utility through that middle that middle third. Um, yeah, so really interesting to see how they use it.